Hey, this is Mark Parrish here from Northland Vodka, and you are listening to the Soda Pod. From the land of the lakes, beautiful Minnesota, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy, and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. How's it going, man? It's going. We've we've had a little bit of time here to digest the trade deadline. We were uh, super, super fortunate, as you'll all hear in a minute, to bring on local Minnesota legend Mark Parrish, now recurring guest, which I don't think he even realizes that now has him in a contract where he's required to come whenever we call. Um, <laughs> but no, Mark is the best. Um, we'll run down a quick hoppy hour here for everybody, and uh, we'll get you right to the interview because I feel like that's all that anyone really cares about. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was awesome. Again, shout out to you, Mark. Thank you so much for your time. But yes, into the hoppy hour we get here because... We have some great beers on tap. And honestly, there ain't no bad beers on tap at Loose Line Brewing. Unbelievable brewery. And look, we love all the beer that they have. We love working with them, too, as we got a a bunch of fun stuff coming up working with Loose Line. Yes, but first, uh, I've now had on like four different episodes now, Moon Bluff, which is (laughs) a great IPA. Uh, Again, even their West Coast IPA, which I'm not personally a fan of, I know you love them. Oof, so um, even that, like, I'm not gonna like go back begging for it, but if they hand it to me, I'm not gonna turn it away. Uh, just really consistent stuff across the board. Um, which Isha, is that what you're drinking right now? No, I mean, usually I'm going with the the foggy bottom, but today I actually got the hardtail IPA. I'm right, a- that's that's a West Coast, though. I thought, isn't it? Maybe not American. Ah, damn. Yes. All right. I missed, I missed that. But, uh, look, I, also, I just, I just love like, since they're right next to the, we're pretty much on the loose line trail. I love, you know, some of the, the biking, you know, terms that they throw into the names there. And it's just funny because usually I rip on hardtails. everyone who mountain bikes, you know, all the, all the snobs, all the, all the hardcores are like, Oh man, you don't need suspension. That's you're not real. You're not a real mountain biker. If you have suspension, um, hello, <laughs> no 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 i've bailed a couple times i've had some hard landings and let me tell you when you have a hard landing you do not want to land hard on a hard tail on the flip side though this beer incredible absolutely incredible and you said it like whether they have west coast ipas if that's your thing if you're not into just the hoppier types of ipas i feel like this brewery they're, they they hit every style so well. And like, look, we're not just saying that because we're working with them, folks. Like, I have not had a bad beer. I don't like sours, yet I will actually go back there. And if they have a new sour there, I'm like, you guys do everything so well. I have to try it. Whether I, like you said, come back, come back begging for it or not, I haven't had yeah. anything there that I'm like, yeah, you know what? Even, you know, this is not my style. It's not my cup of tea. It's like, wow, this isn't my style but it is still very, very good, and I can appreciate it. And this Hardtail IPA, it, it's, it's, it's damn good, and it hits, it checks all the boxes for me as well. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's important for us to point out, for those that aren't aware, we're going to pump the shit out of every brewery we work with, not because we just do what we're fucking told, but because we're not working with any brewery that we think has shit beer. Any brewery that we're going to partner with and we're going to try and promote together, it's because... We think they're good people. We think they have incredible beer and we think you need to know more about it. So yes, we're waxing poetic and only have good things to say, 
weird. Maybe that's why we want to work with these guys. <laughs> and you you hit the nail on the head there too. Like great people. Um, went to go do a sound check because we have a we have a little bit of a live show coming up soon at Loose Line Brewing. And just I went in early there, very early. Like the staff were just you know prepping for the day and they couldn't be more welcoming more nice more accommodating as i just kind of did my thing tested out the speakers um and no just just shout out to all the staff there all the brewers all just just everyone brent and the boys you guys are amazing and uh yeah very excited for this relationship and to continue drinking loose line beer if you guys have not made your way out there yet amazing tap room awesome vibes and you know the most important thing the beer is amazing and their story so cool too the fact that they like started during the pandemic a time where a lot of breweries you know took a huge hit you know a lot closed those who had plans to start had to you know delay it push it to where now the world is you know seemingly opened up again they they came out swinging and dominated and created a great brand and community despite you know the challenges uh that COVID 19 uh showed so props to them and it's super fun working with them for sure. And to those that have not gone out there yet, or maybe they've been there once or twice and want to get more of a vibe this Thursday, that's right. During the state hockey tournament, we will be out there live show on site at loose line brewing between the morning and evening sessions for the state hockey tournament. Roughly let's call it somewhere between three and four is when we'll start. And we're going to be recording all the way through until the start of the evening sessions Get out there, check out the beers, come say hi to us. And most importantly, if you have any questions, any interest, uh, there will be a post coming up from either us or Loose Line on Facebook. Make sure you get your questions in ahead of time. If you're not able to make it, if there's anything you want to talk about, Minnesota High School Hockey Tournament, Minnesota College Hockey, the Minnesota Wild, and what we're looking at this year and years to come, any questions, everything's fair game. But obviously, if you come there live, you're going to get on the podcast because we're going to hand you the mic. You're going to get involved. I was just going to say, we got an extra couple mics. So if you want to be part of the show, if you want to be part of the podcast, if you want to be part of the vibes, get your ass over to Loose Line on Thursday afternoon. Boom, boom, boom. Now, on the other side, without further ado, we have good friend Mark Parrish of Northland Vodka and the Minnesota Wild, Isha Premature Woo. Just want to take this quick break, folks, to tell you about our friends at Waggle Golf. Don't forget to get your Waggle on today. The best damn golf apparel in the world. And yes, they ship internationally as well. If you want to look fly as hell in Canada, you can do so. Go check them out. GetYourWaggleOn.com. Check out the best golf shirts, half zips, hats, toques, beanies to you all in the United States. The whole nine yards. They have some of their regular items that are so popular year-round, as well as custom drops seemingly every couple months. So check them out on social media, and don't forget to visit their website, getyourwaggleon.com. You'll see me and Hoppy. We rep that stuff with pride. We love it. We don't just wear it. We don't just show it off because they're friends of us here on the podcast. We wear it because we love it. And we're not the biggest golfers out there. Look good, feel good, and if you're on the courses in the summer, play good. Get your waggle on dogcom. Back with us again, 
the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of Minnesota, our friend here on the Soda Pod, Mark Parrish. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. My favorite part about that is the friend part. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that, my friends. Dude, that was our favorite part of having you on last time. We ended we ended off the podcast and like, I just wanted to give you a hug. I was like, man, we're all now friends. This is awesome. It, it went from like a formal interview to us just kind of just just bullshitting, you know, get, getting into some nitty gritty, talking hockey. And honestly, man, like I said, it's an absolute honor to talk to you again. So we really appreciate your Thank time. You. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I always have fun with you guys and uh, catching back up. Well, let's let's humanize you a little bit here, Mark, because everyone else out there on Twitter, if you haven't heard, hates the late nine o'clock starts. Well, why don't you tell everyone how you're feeling today just off of that? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's start with that. Yeah, I am. I'm with you guys. Uh, I'm with everyone. <laughs> nine o'clock starts. And, uh, you know, I love hockey and enthusiasm, but that is you got it. You got it. You got to get external energy a little bit for the nine o'clock game. So uh, I might I might have a little caffeine going through me until about four in the morning. So. I might have been a little late for this one o'clock podcast. Maybe just a little bit. Oh, well, I was just talking to Mark before we started recording here. Like, obviously I'm in Minnesota now, so I've never had to experience this being on the West coast. I was complaining like, for perspective. You guys are going to roll your eyes at me and all the listeners too. Like <laughs> I was complaining that like come playoff time, that the games start at four 30, my time. I'm not even off work yet to catch the first period. And everyone out here is like, Isha shut Oh, so good. <laughs> we would love to take off work right? to watch hockey. Love to. <laughs> uh, I was at least we're not like you know out. We're at least we're not Eastern time. At least we're not out in Newfoundland where there are there are freaks of nature. They're four hours and a half ahead of us. That's crazy. I mean, back when uh, I was collaborating with Terry Ryan, I remember he used to call me like three a.m. Pacific time, and he's already like he's already gone for his morning run. And I'm like, what time is it again? He's like, oh yeah, we're four hours and a head, four hours and a half ahead. And I'm like, man, like <laughs> this it's is insane. crazy. That's, that's like when when you're working out the NHL network, and you're like, wait, 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 they're all West Coast games tonight. Excuse me. Well, yes. when, when, we, when do we get done? We get out the oh, air at 3, 4 in the morning. It's, it's incredible. Oh, man. Uh, no, like I said, I, this, this, is, uh, this is awesome, Mark. So let's just get right into it. I mean, the last time you joined us, I mean, you were very open about, you know, your recovery um, and your past battles with addiction. I mean, first of all, how are you doing today? Um, and to build off that, like, what are some words of wisdom to some of our listeners that you can pass to them who maybe are struggling with, you know, some mental health issues or just with addiction themselves? You know, the, the, the hardest thing to do is to ask for help. Um, it, it, that's, it takes so much strength and courage, uh, but that's really what it takes. You need, you need to ask for help. You need, you need to reach out for somebody because it's there it's the hardest part. That's the, uh, you're so stuck in, in, in your own issues and your own problems uh, that you don't realize uh, there's a, a whole world really waiting with open arms to help you. I, 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 I was completely overwhelmed when I finally hit rock bottom uh, and, and reached out for help. You, you feel you're, the, the loneliness, uh, the isolation has completely taken over. And whether you're convinced nobody's going to help, whether there isn't help out there, whether you're, you're beyond help, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's there. And, and once you get or once you ask for it, the community that's that's there to help you raise you up uh, and to focus on one day at a time and to, to help you through whatever little personal battle you're having in your head. Uh, it's it's all unique to every individual. And yet it's the same thing. It's it's the stories are identical. 
and, and we're out there. There's, there's, there are so many people, so many people with, with, with mental health, with addiction, with alcoholism, uh, that you are going to find this enormous welcoming community that you're instantly going to be part of. And uh, it's the greatest thing you'll ever do in your life. It's the greatest thing. And, and the one thing uh, that I really like to get across is that, you know, what you don't realize is what people are doing to everyone else. Who else is going through it with you? It's not just you. It's your family. It's your kids. It's your mom. It's your dad. It's your brother. It's your cousins. It's your friends. It's your coworkers. Everyone is going through this with you and wants to help. And, and I, I, that was the one thing I was, I, I still get overwhelmed with at times with, with the amount of people uh, that, that, are, that are, are coming up, dealing with it, that have a, a brother or cousin, like I said, that are going through it. Uh, and, and to just have that community is absolutely incredible. It, it's, it's an amazing community and, and we'll help you through it. We're going to, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. It, you know, it's, it's truly one day at a time. Uh, it's, it's, it's cliche, but it's absolutely works just like the cliches for the hockey teams. When you're working together as a team and you're winning hockey games, it's the same thing. We're, I mean, we're there and we're all fighting the same battle. And if I didn't have an amazingly strong group, my family around me, I, I would be nowhere near as I just passed two years and seven months without Congratulations, any Congratulations, by the way, you for all of us much. here. Thank you. Yeah, no drugs, no alcohol. And it feels amazing to be present, to, 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 to be aware, to not wake up hang hungover <laughs> is absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, and I just, I, and I know it takes time too. It's it's hard if, for those that are um, waiting and wanting and, and and hoping and praying for for their loved one to to find help. Uh, the hardest part is is the patience. The worst part is the patience, because it's got to take rock bottom. That person's got to be ready for it, and uh, that's the hard part is waiting for that person to be ready for it, and hopefully that it, that it happens. Because it happened for me, and it's amazing. Well, with Just the transition amazing. we're going to make here to Northland Vodka, right? Like, obviously, yeah. that, that comes with additional challenges for someone like yeah. you. You've obviously done a great job, but a lot of people aren't aware that haven't gone through <laughs> it, right? Like, it's, it is yeah. a continuous battle. You haven't beaten Every it. Day. Like, nope. what, what do you do when Never you will. have a bad day and hit, st like, stumbling blocks? That's you, you lean on your support group big time. Um, for me, I, I, I kind of go into uh, – a dark place where I, I try and sleep as much as I can. Uh, that's, that's kind of the trick for me. I get my anxiety hits. I get really tired. And, and if I try and fight through it, then it just gets worse and worse and worse. I, I, I more or less have to kind of call it a day or maybe two days or three days, uh, you know, and luckily enough, when, when that has happened, uh, my friends, uh, my coworkers, everybody has been incredibly supportive, and 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 this year have nothing, had absolutely nothing. That's that's uh, this this year that's been great. Is absolutely nothing has gotten into work. I've been kind of gotten over this year. This that big hump last year. I had a little bit of a little bit of a stumbling block with that. Getting just getting back into life, more or less. It was kind of COVID, and all of a sudden there was people. <laughs> yeah, of course, people everywhere I went, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" I was used to just putting my head down and getting through. My, nobody was talking to me. I had a mask on. This was great. I didn't have to worry about the anxiety. So yeah. there was a little bit of that getting back into it. it was last year, but this year has, has been amazing. Uh, I, I've been having so much fun back at work, and uh, it's yeah, life is life is amazing, and it truly it's it's a blessing to to be sober and to be present for it. It really is. I'm not smiling enough because I'm a little tired still yet. I'm sleeping a little bit. Trust me. <laughs> no. 
I'm very excited about it. Well, you you sound amazing. You look amazing, and you're Thank so jovi- you. jovial and positive. It's it's amazing to hear. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And I mean, what, when you say work, that that really is an all-encompassing term because everything you're doing in the community, what you're doing for Northland Vodka, what you're doing for the broadcast team, and I'm sure what you're doing for what we'll be talking about heavily in this episode of the state tournament. But let let's get into. Northland specifically here. You guys have been incredible partners. Shout out as always to the incredible Jesse who uh Jesse's the best. So much. The best. The best. Jesse is Northland. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, maybe maybe we gotta yeah. get a signature of hers on the jersey next Ooh, too. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's it's you know, it's been great. It's been such a fun project. It was an interesting project to tell you when you when you when you're in rehab and and they ask you what you do, and you tell them you sell vodka. That's that's quite a bit of a shock to them. Uh, so it was something that, uh, you know, I we had we had just started Northland, and I believe in it. I think it's a great product. I love the company. I love what we're doing. And so it's truly just it's a job selling anything else, right? It's just that I don't I don't enjoy it anymore. I'm still very very proud of my recipe, and I'm very happy when I see other people enjoying it. That's for sure. Unbelievable! Uh, and, I didn't. I, I couldn't taste it back in Canada, right? So I. I yeah. Oh, I that's right. It. Yeah, right. So I was just like, I was nodding my head, like, "Yep, it's great, guys. It's great." Because I didn't want to, you know, show my cards. But now that I'm here, I, I now, can, now he's drinking it on the rocks. Yeah, now that <laughs> yeah. I'm here, I drink it on the rocks. It's so good. So it's an unbelievable recipe, honestly, guys. And like, I'm mostly a beer drinker, not gonna lie, but. Like I said, I ain't putting any mix into this because Mark Parrish has the best goddamn vodka recipe out there. Oh, thank you so much. That's the oh, best. Cheers. I was, I was, well, I, you know, nobody drank vodka more than I did when I was making it. So I was a pretty good expert on making <laughs> a good vodka. And let me tell you, that was my jam straight with a little bit of lemon. That was, that was oh, all I had. And so yeah, that was, that was my jam, baby. That's right. I love, and that's what I wanted. Cause I, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted a good vodka that I could drink, drink straight. My, my wife, of course, needed a, Dis, uh, a disgusting, a a, a a disgusting dirty martini. No, a, an exceptional dirty martini. So so she was so she was my time. I was sipping it and then it was giving it to her. She's like, okay, okay, okay. Now you've made a good enough vodka. So I I should actually, as much as I'm taking all the credit, my wife of course deserves just as much as always. Of course, of course. And I mean, I'm not like you guys. I'm not a, a straight vodka drinker in general. No matter how good the recipe. I'm usually a pretty lame person. I just drink vodka and fresca. Like for some reason that just works for me. But okay. for a special one like today, figured uh, we had to go big and go with the. Uh, I guess this is more tan, but we'll call it a white Russian. Oh, oh, I do love the white Russians. The dude, man. Especially when they're named Kirill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord! Wow, is he fun to watch? He actually, honest to God, he's starting to make my job really hard. Because it's hard to find something new to describe about. Like, how do you say something like, yep, he's amazing. Again. (laughs) That's a good problem to have when you have a player that electric and consistent on the team. Yeah, I I literally, like, I kind of, we're already joking around uh, about, like, what Detroit did with Nick Lidstrom. Like, they were so tired of just giving him a star every night because he was so good. (laughs) Like they wouldn't do it unless he had like an amazing night. And it's almost like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like, he could be, he's a top three star every night with the way he works with the way he plays bottom line. And whether he scores or not, like he's the best player on the ice. It's, it's, he is, 
He plays the right way. He is so much fun to watch. He, he just – and he understands that – excuse me, he's all about winning. It's yeah. just the way he plays. It, it's – it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's a treat. No, it's an absolute. It's an absolute treat that he's here. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, to have a guy like that because this is. I mean, he's. He's a he, he's a superstar. Superstars is what he is. My God. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out what's some kind of uh, white Russian partnership there with Kaprizov. We'll we'll noodle yes. on it and let you know for sure. <laughs> Love um, it. What, what promotions it. you guys have going right now? You're always out there hitting the trail, doing bottle signings. Like, yeah, I mean, we've got a, a golf tournament in the works. Like, what all should people be looking forward to with North? Oh Park? man, yeah, we got some golf tournaments in the mix. We we just got done with the uh, with the with the nickel open that uh, that that uh, had a beanbag tournament uh, down in. Um, uh, oh shoot, I'm blanking on the name down south, uh, and. Uh, uh, We've got a couple more golf tournaments coming up this year. We've teamed with Mustaches for Kids. We're very excited. We team with Mustaches for Kids. We're also with the Parish Family Fund. Uh, boy, it, it just keep, we've we've got a bunch, and that's why I thank God we have Jesse taking care of it all and writing it all down <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, we, we yeah, need to help us push great. this we've through, Mark. Doing, <laughs> we, yeah, uh, we've, I've been telling Jesse we need to be running the the beer cart for that tournament. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse, you don't have a choice now. <laughs> yep, yep. Just, got <laughs> Just got overruled. Just got overruled. Oh, oh I love awesome. it. Yes, guys, that would be amazing. Love to have you guys be part of it. But yeah, so we, it's 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 been great. We've been yeah doing a lot more signings, and that's again it goes with uh, um with kind of my comfortability of 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 getting out uh and doing appearances and so it's it's been good this year getting out and doing a little bit more and kind of gradually getting back up into a normal my normal reality here but it's been it's been it's been really good it's been really good we've had meat sauce paul lambert from the pet power trip come out and do some signings with us and He's been awesome. The people have been amazing. The the the, the Rubes top, top ten liquors out here, uh, uh, Haskell's Total Wine. Uh, we we've been getting a ton of support out here. So yeah, I thank everybody, everybody and everyone around for this one, especially you guys, our new beer cart girls. Yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'll wear whatever you tell me to. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll refrain from cutting my hair as it's it's hidden, uh, it's hidden in this toque. I'm going to keep saying toque, that. Yeah, you're so Canadian. Uh, but but it is almost down to my shoulders these days because uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of your skate blade. Speaking of COVID, I haven't cut my hair since the beginning of that freaking pandemic. So <laughs> there's all blending. I blend in as a car girl. Does, does Ross voluntarily go to those or do you have to like slough off initials like? guesses or like what what's the deal there that what sorry about that D does sauce voluntarily go to these with you or like do you have to slough <laughs> off an initials to entice him he voluntarily goes he's, he's not, not nearly as lazy as he sounds <laughs> oh nice thing anyone's maybe, ever said about maybe him close there <laughs> oh, uh, he's the best so well, everyone, follow Northland Vodka, yes. whatever social media you're on. See what the latest bottle signings are. I know they just started promoting the uh, upcoming golf tournament. I believe it's yeah. May 24th on a Wednesday. Yeah, I uh, believe that's right. But right everyone, stay tuned because they keep on pumping out great content, great promotions. So follow now. Uh, yes, Mark, we're going to get a little nostalgic here. All Let's right. Glory days. Bloomington uh, Jefferson. The, baby the most blue. elite 
program <laughs> that Minnesota has ever seen. Um, everyone knows the story, we were, right? Uh, how how great that stretch was, but any like behind the scenes, right? Like, what is it like being that dominant, being in a locker room, and being like king of everything? Like, what's going on behind the scenes there? Man, I remember a lot of pressure uh, to win for the guys behind you. Is what I remember. <laughs> Uh, it was carrying a lot of pro carrying a program. Um, we, uh, you know, we were really lucky that was, you know, back then it was, there seems to be a little bit more changing at teams. Now, back then you played with who you grew up with, you know, and, and we were in Bloomington and we all played together. We all grew up together. So we, we didn't necessarily, we let's, okay. We knew we were good. We knew we were good. <laughs> we didn't know we didn't know historically, like we didn't think we were going to ever, I mean, you, you grow up with you know, the Rosos, the Evelists, Minneapolis teams, all these teams that, you know, giant dynasties over the years, um, you know, and then we had our, our run there in the nineties. And, and it was, I just remember just literally trying to keep up with Nick Checo, Mike Crowley, Joey Pankratz, Joe Bianchi. I, I just trying to keep up with the older guys. I just wanted to make the team and get the state tournament. And I knew we had a really good team. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, fast forward 30 years later and, and I'm calling the tournament and we did the 75th and I'm, I'm looking through the 75th and they voted on all the best teams and everything and top 100 players to play in the state and all this stuff. And I look at the top teams and it was 93 Jefferson Jaguars. I almost fell over. I, I was blown away. I knew we were good, but I didn't, I didn't think in, by any means we were the best team ever in the state tournament, you know, going back but for, for that long. And to get that vote, it was, was amazing. And, of course, my lovely, amazing, beautiful hockey high school, high school hockey friends like to remind me that, of course, we were the best team in the state and I was on the fourth line. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the high school I grew up that you know, it it was amazing. Saturday, it was pride. We 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 grew up with it. We grew up with this Jaguar pride. Saturday, on Satsy did such an amazing job building a community. Uh, he started with us. He worked very hard in the summer and building that. That he started to get to know us with hockey schools when we were mites. So when we first started playing hockey, he worked with us until all the way up to high school. Every summer, we worked with Coach Saturday. The coaching staffs, the Bantam, Greg Treble was incredible. He coached all the exact same systems that sat it all and coached. So by the time we got to high school, we knew the systems. It was just, it was plug and play. Like we were ready to go. And so it really sat, he did just an amazing job building a program. And it took a long time. I mean, he started in the 80, 79, 80. I know that 81 was his first tournament. And I mean, every summer he worked and he built and he built. And he helped become, or he built the, the greatest hockey team, the high school hockey team in the state scene. And we had that, that 93 team on the 18 teams. We had 13 guys get Division One scholarships, two guys, two guys in the NHL. If you had the 92 team, you get Dan Treble that plays in the NHL. If you had the, the 94 team, you get, you get Toby Peterson and Ben Clymer that played in the NHL. I mean, it was just an amazing a group of kids that, that the talent matched the coaching and, and it just kind of blossomed from there. And we were all great friends. And all we wanted to do was play on the clear board, play <laughs> in the clear board. That's all we wanted to do That was as a kid. I mean, 
that's it's every little kid's dream is was to play in the state tournament and it was the clear board (laughs) (laughs) man well so i mean you just hit on a big thing though right that community that grassroots program mites all the way up through high school and we've kind of seen it of late with with edina right they've kind of been able to replicate that mold yeah you've coached right you've seen what coaching is like today with what you did with orno is there a reason that teams can't replicate that and aren't able to internalize that whole grassroots program? I, I, I there's just so many options out there. There's everybody has a stick handling coach, a skating coach, a, 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 a checking coach, all these different coaches that go around. And now that they're, they're and I don't care what the what the private schools I've had a few of them uh, not like what I've had to say, but I don't care. They recruit. Uh, and they 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 take kids away from the community. They they the, the the private schools have, have 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 in essence completely eroded it in some places. I mean, completely eroded. And and it's not it's it's whether I mean I don't know if it's right or wrong. It's it just to me that, that you don't see that community anymore. You're seeing kids coming from all over. It's it's not just Bloomington. It's you know, and you see these the, the growth of these private schools. Uh, that's where the public schools are gone. I mean, to see Jefferson now, have, you know, with Holy Angels coming in, uh, you know, they're combined with Kennedy and now they're going to be combined with Richfield again. And that's because of private schools, because private mo- people moving out. And it's just unfortunate. I mean, the, uh, that's where we're seeing the schools. The, the hockey is great. Uh, the, the hockey itself is great. You can't say anything about that. It's, but but that's that's where you're, you're not seeing that. Uh, that extended period of time the 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 dynasties really anymore because they just don't have that they don't have the 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 that farm the the uh one of the minor league community or the minor league uh uh yeah uh system really anymore bringing guys up it's guys who are gone before they even get to high school now because private schools can They'll, they'll they'll start looking at them when they're 13 years old 14 years old 12 years old i mean i had i I had I had a kid when I was coaching Orno that was that was two years away from high school, and and he was asking me how I'm going to keep him there more or less. His dad calls me up. He's like, "Wow, these guys are promising." I'm like, "What in the world is this? A contract negotiation? Are you kidding me? Is this high school hockey?" Uh, and he's Orno, two yeah, years away from playing. Yeah, like at a 12 year old, 13 year old kid. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> well, to to jump off of that because you guys both addressed how that's private schools is kind of affecting that community aspect, like on the ice and within like the, the the team setting but how is it affecting it within like the actual greater community off the ice like is there is there like less support for like your you know your your hometown team or like what does it look like off the ice and how is it how is it affecting that uh no the support is still there the, okay. you know what the, that's the great thing the communities that this play it's still the state of hockey and the community still support. It's amazing. Like my, I love double uh, A. The state tournament double A obviously is is, is incredible. Packed house. It, it's like an NHL game. It's, it's I get the hair on the back of my neck. Stand up just now thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> we'll I, get into that in a moment. We'll get into that in a moment. I love the state tournament. Oh yeah, but but um, but the 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 A when the whole town comes out when the, that's the best. Like when Laverne comes and that whole section or the whole excuse me the whole side of the ice, the whole town's there. That's what makes the state tournament so special. Everybody, it's just, it's a whole community. This, it's not just the players. It's the whole state is what makes okay. that turn, this tournament so special. Okay, well, let, well let's get right well, into hang, it. hang on. Okay, because okay. I, I got to okay. get here then. Let, let's get the quote grab. 
Mark Parrish, can you confirm private schools destroyed Bloomington Jefferson? Private schools destroyed Bloomington Jefferson. Okay. That that's one hundred percent. That's that's, that's good to that's hear. That's what he that wanted makes, to hear. I, mean, I, I yeah. went to a small single A school too, graduated with 175 kids, yeah. five yeah. kids my junior year. We could have had five kids, a full line of people that all went to private schools. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. We lost, well, like, I mean, you start with Billy Hangen from Bloomington. We had a bunch of guys go D1 that went to Holy Angels. We lost Zach Parisi to Shattuck. We lost Kyle, lost Kyle Poso to Shattuck. So, yeah, they would have, uh, Bloomington Jefferson would have had one heck of a dynasty continue <laughs> had it not been for private schools. I do not like them. God, I hope, and just to throw like a little sprinkle of like what's going on in Canada, private schools, like they, they aren't even making a dent in, you know, the junior hockey scene. But yeah, with the likes of like a Connor Bedard coming out of private school in British Columbia, it's starting. <laughs> It's starting to muddy the waters a bit as more parents, more kids are like, oh, we can go this route and get X, Y, and Z more, you know, training skills development where we don't have to pay for, you know, outside of our pocket privately. And so I hope it doesn't become the case because like I am, you know, junior A is my thing. I adore the BCHL, but nice. it's be a blessing and a curse with the likes of, you know, an all-star player like Bedard coming out of private school and people might be opening their eyes to, oh, this actually can further develop our kids a little bit more. And, you know, for those who are, let, let's be honest, in the upper echelon of the socioeconomic scale, they might be like, well, maybe I'll just go the private school route rather than, you know, uh, just through the community and then get for the, or get paid for like private lessons and this and this and that. So it, it's definitely not as big of, I guess, a quote unquote problem as it is here, but it's start. I mean, it's starting there. Uh, um, unfortunately, fortunately, whatever, whatever side of the fence you're on. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to kind of see if that does. Cause yeah, I would think Canada is just so ingrained in their system for so long of a way. Everything's just kind of marched yeah. right along, man. I'd be, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, you know, we got the the gentry academy here that that's just the hockey school that that everybody was very very angry at right now well okay um, get, get at it like yeah. what what's your thoughts on it like should they be able to play mshsl hockey no no very I, much it, agreed <laughs> yeah no and I'd, I'd like to see the private schools get their own tourney too so you know like because they're, they're, they're all double a right yeah yeah, absolutely. Private schools. Yeah, no, you know it's 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 a joke. It's you're trying to get me upset, aren't you? <laughs> I get upset about it all the time, so you might as well join me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get too upset. My brother went to a private school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's let's rip on him. This is fun. <laughs> oh, he went to Holy Angels. Ah, that was you know it wasn't. It was, you know, there's, there's, you do need a private school for some people, and it doesn't have to do with hockey all the time. Right. Just no, say. My brother had a little temper in high school, needed a little, <laughs> a little more structure. Uh, no, you know, uh, it, it's it's evolving. The, the great thing about it is, is no matter how much we we complain about it and, and people are upset about it, I love the fact that everyone still supports the state tournament. We'll we'll complain about it. We'll we'll. Uh, we're upset about it. We don't like it. It's unfair. And then I think we do have a point. Um, but, but at the same time, I, I love the fact that ev all the, everyone here still goes out and will still support. They won't be happy watching the game, <laughs> but they're going to go out there and hope that darn private school team keeps getting beat. Uh, see that for me, that's the beauty of like a gentry or any of the private schools, or of course, Edina is like going to those games and having the fan bases just erupt on them. 
because you have the whole state against you at that game. It's, oh, yeah. it's just something else. Yeah, and and it remind it's funny because that reminds me exactly of Bloomington Jefferson. Uh, everyone absolutely hated us, and we absolutely loved it. <laughs> there was nothing like being hated and going into like Elk River, maybe a, a little bit more rural uh, area. Uh, you know, and going into their small little barn with people hanging over the glass, yelling at us, calling us names, ripping on our baby blue, and then us stomping them and walking away, them. winking at the girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, my God. Well, so before we turn the page then off of Bloomington Jefferson, I mean, any deep cuts for us? Because like you said, like, you guys knew you were good. Didn't quite yeah. know that you were historically good, but you knew you were good. Like, who's keeping tabs in the locker room? Like, does Sats have to be a little bit more of a tyrant? Does, you know, guys like Checo and Crowley have to take control? Or does the team kind of have the collective understanding, like, what's got to be done? Uh, it was a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. Um, looking back on it now, I thought we were confident, but we were flat out cocky. Uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we, we, we knew we were good, but Satsy did a great job. Sats and John Bianchi uh, coaching did an amazing job uh, at keeping us focused. Uh, the really, the details, the points that mattered, obviously Satsy knew we had a lot of skill and he, he let us go. Once we got a, got the puck across the red line, go. Right. But it was, you know, take care of your end and transition. The, the, the little things that make uh, a hockey team great. That was what he focused on. He, we focused I didn't realize it now, or I didn't realize it at the time, but we were focusing on things that that we were fo- that I started focusing on in the NHL more than even college. We were talking about with Satsy, and and because he knew we had a group that could handle it, he he had a group of skilled players, the students of the game that could absolutely handle that game. Uh, he got us fired up. That was the one thing Sats and Bianchi were were they holy cow could they get you fired up? They they were like like Herb Brooks style speeches, you know, for a high school kid. Like they you were ready to run through a freaking wall for that man after he was done talking, and 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 he loved us. I mean, they hung out with us. They were in the locker room with us for. I mean, it was we 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 it was it was just amazing to be part of. And I, honestly, we just didn't know how lucky we had it at the time. Uh, and yeah, we were cocky. I think the, one of my favorite deep cuts, uh, Johnny Decent, uh, yeah, he'll probably love that. I'm, I'm telling this story. Uh, John Decent, he was a senior when I was a sophomore, 93 grad. And, uh, after the 92, so 93, my sophomore year, I go in and he's writing something on his stick before the first game and marker. I'm like, what are you writing on your stick? Decent. And he flips his stick. And this is before the first game of the year, 93, back to back. He had written on a stick and he was showing people after, after, after whistles, after goal score, he'd just show the stick and skate around the first game in 93 before, before we even went back to back. I don't tell too many people that story, but that's, yeah, decent. That's, that's how uh, confident we were in our ability that if we knew we went out and played as hard and the way Satsy wanted to, we were going to win that bottom line. We just knew we were going to win if we went out there and played our hard played it. So that was one thing like uh, just talk about like Nick Checo, Mike Crowley, all those, that was big hard work. Like uh, Checo, Nick Checo, I would always, sorry, wife, he's leaving. And, uh, oh, and the 15 and the 15 year old daughter, if you couldn't tell. And uh, 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 was uh, Nick Checo. I, I, I honestly, the first time I heard Checo uh, say it, I wrote it down on a big, 
uh, those big cardboard paper, big wallpaper thing, whatever. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that 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 has stuck with me. That is that 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 saying has stuck with me through my entire career. And actually, the reason I wore that number twenty one behind you is because of Nick Checo. No, I, that's why I, that is I, on God's honest truth. He was he was amazing when I was a sophomore. He was a senior. He absolutely took me under his wing. He he, he was he was incredible for me. I I don't know if I would have played a whole lot of varsity that sophomore year without uh, without him. He was absolutely amazing for me. Amazing, amazing. So we've been talking about the tournament, and you guys you guys are getting me so excited for this because Mark, as a Canadian, as someone who's you know, when I visited Minnesota, you know, state tournament. It had just passed. I've heard from everyone that this is the greatest hockey tournament. I mean, you said that like the hairs on the back of your neck, you're getting goosebumps as we were just talking about it. It's going to be my first time attending the tournament, you know, later this week. Tell me just in a few words or a ton of words, like what is so special about this tournament, especially for someone who, again, I've been in, I've been in the hockey culture being a Canadian my whole life, you know, junior hockey, junior B, even I I worked for a junior B team on Vancouver Island. The tournaments are all great there, you know, RBC cup Memorial cup, but what is so special about the tourney here in Minnesota? It is everything for hockey in this state. It's, uh, it, you know, it's funny. It, this is like the Kuroko Kaprizov. It's always difficult to, to find the right words to describe <laughs> <laughs> the greatness. Um, uh, it's because it's absolutely the vacation of this, of this uh, vacation weekend for this state. I mean, it's, it's been like that the whole 70, what are we at? 77 years, 78 years or whatever we're at now. Uh, people get involved. People just love it uh, from the, the expo, the hockey expo. It's, it, it, I, I actually kind of feel bad for you. You didn't get to experience it when you were 12 first. That's the first t- the best time to experience when you're young. Like I remember running around the, the, the old Civic Center, just walking around the concourse and being with my buddies and going in and cheering the game, going to the hockey expo and playing pickup hockey with a hundred other kids in one park and trying to get it, you know, and, 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 and trying out all the new hockey gear and, and, and seeing NHLers sign and getting the, the enthusiasm around the state. Uh, and, and I love it. Now I get to watch it. My daughter now, the, the Orno girls got to be the state tournament last year or excuse me, last weekend. Now the boys are in it this weekend. Just the buzz around this town is, 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 is incredible. Uh, and, and the way that people get into it, the, the amount of people that will watch it from around the world, the, the, the passion from the kids, the emotion from the kids. I, 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 the championship game, I, I, I live both sides of it. I've, I've, I've lost, well, not a state championship game, but I've lost plenty of championship games and been on that side and won on it. The emotions that go through it, uh, the excitement of the families, the, the people on Twitter that'll reach out, the great grandmas that'll reach out and thank me for bringing up the block shot that their kid made and say, you know, like that's the, that's the part that I love the most is how do I work in every kid's name? How do I say something positive uh, about everyone that's on that ice? I want, that's what I want to try and do because I know how special it is that moment. I know that those poor sophomores are going to go out there for their first game and they're going to look up the lights and go, Oh my God. And it's going to scare the living Dickens out of them. Cause I was that sophomore once and just completely intimidated. And getting those big moments of winning a championship on the ice, I, I literally, I, I, I turn into that 12-year-old again. I turn into that 18-year-old playing hockey again. I literally just get to relive the greatest moments in my life 
over and over again every single year. How is that not heaven? It sounds like it. It sounds like heaven on earth. And I'm now I got goosebumps, Mark. I'm stoked so for this, honestly. Um, so uh, did how how was your salad back in the day? Because uh, I know that the I know that the old hair team is a big you know a, a a big component of this tournament. That's honestly like outside of the state, especially in Canada. That's something that we look forward to to seeing. You know the the clips of that. So first of all, first of all, how uh, how how awesome was your salad back in the day? And second of all where did this like tradition originate or how did it originate? Cause, cause I, oh, I, I'm truly curious. I think it's just cause there's something about hockey players and, and terrible hair that we just love. <laughs> we just love, uh, we're, we're, we are unique. I mean, obviously we don't mind having no yeah. teeth and, and, and we love wild, crazy hair coming out of our helmet. I'm going to blame Dave Snugger. I think it was Dave Snugger probably <laughs> way back in the day. The hair coming out of the ear hole, you know, like, I think that was it. There's, you know, it, it's, it's always been here. I remember, I, you know, it wasn't even hockey here back in the day. It was just, we just all had great long mullets. I had the big yeah. long mullet. I had the big wave, you know, up front. And then, then the, the number 21 and the lightning bolts shaved in the side. Oh, yes. We need, we need, vid we need picture evidence of this. <laughs> I had one year, I th it might've been my sophomore year, I think actually. I shaved my head I, I just down to just a just buzz cut more or less. And I had a Jaguar head shaved <laughs> in the back. <laughs> I wonder if my parents have me. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. That one, that one was, that one was my, uh, my, my ballsiest, ballsiest one. Yeah. Of course, you know, I'm smart. I let the, let the girls color in Jaguar and blue. Oh, of course. Know? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's that was probably the craziest one I had was the, when I shaved, so I pulled my helmet off and the Jaguar head and blue on my back of my head. <laughs> yeah, I get the girls just love that too. Cause they, oh, yeah. they love that quirky shit for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Confidence, right? Not idiocy. It shows confidence. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not arrogant. Confidence. No, confident. <laughs> That's right. Well, well, speaking Very of important. tourney flow, we're, we're just going to throw a little a little plug into a project that uh, we're currently involved with. Hoppy, I'll get it up on screen here because it's so fitting. But how about you uh, You share a little bit with Mark and everybody else uh, what's coming up here? Yeah, well, first off, big shout out to our friends at Lupulin Brewing up in Big Lake. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, kind of near Monticello. Um, incredible beers year round, but they have their, their annual uh, event, Big Beer Week which is several releases every day, Sunday through Sunday of beers that are like 10% or higher, like big barrel beers and stuff. And they were nice enough when they brought us in to record our full YouTube promo with them to promote the event. You'll love this. this they actually let us brew a beer with them and let my <laughs> wife do the can art. And this is it right here. Attorney yes. An IPA that that's is releasing this awesome. week, folks. Tap room only. If you want to drink this while you're watching the state tourney, get out to Lupulin for Big Beer Week. Check them out in general; they're incredible. But this beer, uh, Mark, what what do you think about the can label? That is spectacular. That is spectacular. <laughs> is what that is. That is awesome. That is. Uh, that, I, I'm pretty sure Yarmu Yager still has that haircut. And oh, yeah, absolutely. That, is, well. that <laughs> is perfect. Well done. I am proud of you. Well done. 
Well done. It's such a beautiful That's segue awesome. into into this uh, that we had to we had to show you we had to show you the label. Like. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, the turdy flow. Oh, and, hey, and, hey, I like, we, and I we like turn now this that into an annual thing with them, Mark. Maybe we'll have to figure out uh, if we can get those pictures of your old hair. Maybe we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you, my mom has it. You know, all parents they love embarrassing your kids. Like, oh, there's yeah. pictures over boxes sure. upon boxes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just to, and I remember this. I love this story. My my senior year, uh, I I missed a penalty shot that would have was in overtime. We would have won the game, and it would have given me a hat trick. And and to go along with how love how much mom and dads love to embarrass their kids. My mom, in the yearbook, did a frame by frame. It was like four pages of pictures, frame by frame, of me losing the puck on a penalty shot. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Mom, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take drooling? these out, mom. These can go away. I mean, what the, I mean, if you figure out the whole NFT game, you could probably turn those into NFTs and make cuckoo bucks off of them. There we go. There we go. Those that laugh at themselves make more money. Oh man. Amen. Amen. Oh man. All right. So we talked a lot about private schools and how much of a polarizing topic they are within the state. I'm curious from you because everyone is so strongly rooted on either side. What are your thoughts on Hermantown and whether or not they should be a double a program? Oh, I've got a ton of respect, respect, excuse me for Bruce plant and what he's done for Hermantown. He has done absolutely incredible job. Uh, and I mean, there's no disrespect to, to what he's done. It's all the respect in the world for what he's built. They belong in double A. They belong in double A. They're, they're, they're dominant. They're, they're, they're good enough to be in double A. Double A could use another program. And to be honest with you, A, the A is about the small schools. I'm not saying anything about Hermantown's size or anything like that. They're getting, they're good enough. Bottom line, the, the move up. You, you're kicking out NHLers, Dylan Sandberg, Nick, Nate Pionk are up in Winnipeg a couple of years after high school. Move on up. It, it's time. You, you've, you've got the, you've got the, you've done it all today. You've dominated A for decades now, two decades. Move up, move up. Give it, give the A another time. That's what, like, well, like what I was talking about. Like, especially now, um, when I'm working the state tournament, I see that now. Laverne, give the Laverne's, give the small. The A is about. The small towns, it's about the teams that don't necessarily get an opportunity every year, right? They, they might be their second, first, second, third chance ever. It may giving, give another one of those schools a chance in A and move Hermantown up to double A. They beat the double A, play a double A schedule mostly. They beat double A teams mostly. I don't understand mm -hmm. how on God's green earth no one hasn't raised any more like I get it, they won five straight state tournaments, like St. Thomas. But how many state championships did they go to in a row there for a while? Like eight or nine? Right. Sorry, 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 you didn't win the big one, but I think you're dominant <laughs> enough to move up. And that's I, I, I honestly feel they should move up, and it'd be better for them. Give their kids a little bit more competition. I mean, hundred percent. Actually, no, they don't need more competition because you just said it, though, Mark. My biggest <laughs> issue is to play a double A schedule. They've got the competition, and they can come in and just pummel people and get a title, like. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like uh, it, nothing it, against the size, right? Because they are small, no, but but if you're that dominant consistently, it's not like they had like one class and they had like a three year stretch. This has been carried over several different classes. At a certain point, like Rozo did it, right? Yeah. Waro did it, and the only reason they came back to single A is because they're afraid of Rozo. So like, 
yeah. th there's other single A teams that have the pride that they want to go to that level. And I don't think there's any team, like I say this respectfully, like more deserving than Hermantown to no. jump up yeah. and prove, Hey, we're the little guys and we're still going to kick all of your ass. Like, why wouldn't you? That's what I, I couldn't, I could not agree more. I, I, I don't understand that. Why that, why they shouldn't be proud of the fact that they've built this program to a double A program. And and I'm sorry too, but when you're up north and you're a good hockey player, Hermantown and Duluth East are the two teams you kind of get to. I mean, they, they they aren't private schools, but that's where a lot of the northern team northern kids seem to go. It's kind of funny. How, yes, how, 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 I wanted uh, you to say that so bad. He literally has that on our notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, oh. so the, and the, so it's kind of another thing. You're like, I, you're not a private school. I get it that people move in, but look at that. Look at that roster. I don't think you're all from Harmontown. <laughs> you know, and that that's the one thing we had a lot of pride in from Jefferson. Every single person on that team grew up in Bloomington. You know, we didn't recruit. That's the that's the one we and now of course now because it's such a big thing. People talk about like, oh, you must recruit. We didn't recruit anyone. No one moved in. They might have moved in in youth hockey, but nobody that was important yeah you're, you're not you're not even they, they were all yeah no every all of the big players from jefferson uh in our 90s team absolutely we grew up there and played together and lived together and there's no moving in or anything yeah so that and yeah i i'm glad you kind of brought up Town too it's been a while <laughs> since i've kind of brought that up that they need to move on this is therapy. We're venting. We're venting. This, is, this is great. And a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so, I mean, you talked, right, about the the All-Hair team. You talked about the Expo. You talked about communities coming out. I mean, anything else, whether it was, like, you going as a fan personally or things that you've seen from others, like, are there any big traditions that stand out to you that further enhance that, that the legend that is State Attorney? Oh, God, you know, it's it's the little things. It's funny, it's the little things I remember. I, I don't it's just kind of like the NHL. I don't I don't remember necessarily the stuff on the ice as much. The the, the games and the, the play. It, it was the little things like the Civic Center, going out in the St. Paul Civic Center was you know, the lights. It was like a big spider web. And I just remember looking up for like five minutes of warm-up, just staring. The lights <laughs> and, and 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 the the warm up. Jimmy Carroll, the, the the announcer, getting your name announced for the first time. Honestly, God, I remember that being the highlight. Cool. Up until we won my sophomore yeah. year, but like <laughs> literally, literally, like I got my name announced at the St. Paul Civic Center. And now, like, how cool is it? They get to announce at the Excel Center. The same guys, Jimmy Carroll, who announces the Minnesota Wild. They get to skate on the Wild logo. Those guys get to go out and have a. That for opening face-off right on top of the wild logo, or you get to hang out in the locker rooms where the NHLers get to hang out in. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you you get to hang out with the rest of the team. Another thing that I I I, I didn't realize as much when I was younger uh, was was getting you're there with the other teams, so you're you're making friendships instantly. You know now that Dave Spihar, you know all these guys that I, I I'm good friends with now that I absolutely hated at the time, <laughs> uh, and Matt now Cullen. <clears throat> Matt Cullen, well no I never I didn't have a problem with Matt Cullen. We always beat Morehead. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I mean, quick, quick plug for your boy though. Uh, we, so sidebar, uh, our buddy who actually took over the reins being the, uh, play-by-play -play for St. Cloud state this year. 
Uh, Jason yeah. Bryant does an awesome job, especially for never covering hockey before. Yeah, first year awesome. he's crushing it. He he hooked Sweet. up with us up with tickets to go up there and oh, watch one weekend we were going up for, for the gophers and he told us that that was the weekend that they were doing the call and retirement ceremony and i was losing my mind i was so excited like you you know like i grew up a penguins fan because there was no yeah. wild team and like i loved 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 matt cullen with the pittsburgh penguins like he was so underappreciated not in pittsburgh but outside of pittsburgh for what he contributed there and I'm like, yes, here we go. Here we go. We got there early to get let in. And then we're like sat there for an hour and finally got let in. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's next weekend. <laughs> Since you got to go, why don't you tell us how yeah. great it was? <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. It was nerve wracking. I've never emceed before in my life. Uh, the emceeing wasn't that wasn't the hard part. The the, the only issue is when when they announced us, we went out that the one uh, came out of the one end. Uh, so I, I sat there and the whole place is dark. And oh, excuse me. Bless you. That one stuck up with me. Thank you. And uh, so I walk out, and uh, my speech and everything sitting there, and there's a bunch of cameras at the blue line. And I start talking, I start reading, and I look up, and they got those nice big scoreboards there. Nice at the end. All I could see was like a 50 foot tall version of my face <laughs> staring right back at me. I was like, Oh, that's not nice. And I put my head down like this. <laughs> and this is exactly how I did the rest. Of <laughs> how, how big was that gap on that jumbotron? No, it was, it was pretty, it was a good size. Good size. <laughs> Look good. Look oh, good. <laughs> but yeah, no, what, what an amazing night for Cully. Uh, it was awesome. so much fun to be there. Uh, him and his whole family. I, it's, it's, you know, I, 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 you can't say enough about that guy from, like I said, is how underappreciated he was in Pittsburgh for his career that he made how he transitioned his game and, and how about just the person he's become? I mean, he, he, $8 million, the Cully's kids foundation has, has given, I mean, he's hospitals, hockey rinks. The guy just doesn't stop giving. Uh, he, he, he gave me a crap load of goals in St. Cloud and he never stopped giving back from there on out. He's uh -huh. just, he's an ambassador for this state. He's an ambassador for the game and I love him to death and I'm proud to call him a very good friend. That's nothing awesome. but respect for and, him and i mean sounds like someone that we've got to get on the podcast at some point exactly yeah. and shout out to say yeah. like, like you said i've i've gone to two college hockey games so far since uh since i moved <laughs> to minnesota the first one was it opening was it opening weekend or second no week? but it was it was uh when, when nodak was in town against the gophers oh my lord isha thought he was gonna be a bemidji fan and he came to one gopher sue game and he's like oh i guess not sue anymore but that's what it yeah. was. and he's like Fuck Bemidji. I'm a gopher fan. I hate everyone in North Dakota. Let's go. <laughs> no joke. No joke. So there, and this is a little quick tidbit. People on the podcast have heard this before, but whatever. Like we're, there's a bunch of Nodak fans in front of us, like a family. And this, this one girl, I guess she's just pissed because the gophers, like they're having a really good first and second period. And um, yeah, North Dakota, they uh, basically, they take a boarding call. And we're like, oh yeah, like that was, that was a bad, you know, that, that was worth the penalty, you know, whatever, whatever. And she looks at guy, looks at us and goes, shut the fuck up and like, whoa lady like like we weren't even ripping the team we were just like having a conversation about the play and her, her mom's like can, can you just please stop she's like no shut the fuck up like, Holy <laughs> so, like the rivalry is real i love it and to jump on that the second game uh like hoppy said we we drove up to saint cloud and 
love the arena there love the vibe i mean the gophers were there it was it was a packed house and uh the gophers lost so i mean that made the atmosphere even you know crazier and i just have to say like shout out to to the saint cloud huskies Woo! that was an experience five o's five o's um five o's, it, yeah. i was I, i'm blown away again big junior hockey guy i've gone to so many rinks in british columbia travel traveling and living all around bc huge whl fan as well as actually when i started university in victoria that's when the echl team left and they brought in the victoria royals so i had season tickets like four like, like four years in college there and uh but there's something special about ncaa hockey and especially of course in minnesota so i mean obviously shout out to the gophers but a, a special shout out to you know saint cloud a smaller school smaller rink but just the vibes there are off the charts oh i'll tell you i love it. and that's the rink i fell in love with it that's why i went there i i love the smaller school uh feel of it uh and i walked into the rink i actually in my recruiting visit i walked in the wrong door and ended up walking in the zamboni door and, and kind of walked out and the rink was all dark and there was just this one light going onto the saint cloud the cst cool uh, on center ice and i walked out there and i'm, I'm getting chills again thinking about it right now actually uh <laughs> and uh I, I remember walked out and I just kind of walked out to the Zamboni door and there was nobody else out there. It was just cool. me in the rink. And I was like, yeah, this is my home. Yeah, really? this cool. is it. I, I just, I felt it. It was just, it felt, felt like home. And, and now you, 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 you're starting to learn why the rest of your Canadians like to call us the lost province. We, we Wait, kind of know our Canadian than Ontario, And that is the best compliment I can ever give you. <laughs> I love how many times I hear that. <laughs> We're further north than Toronto right now, so that is true. Dude, Toronto is based, and, and like again, no disrespect to the Americans here, but Toronto's basically American. Like, is it, no, it's it New York, Canadiana. Yeah, it's it's New York. Is what it is. Like me. It's like, oh, we're just going to New York again. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, closing piece here for the state tourney, and of course, if you have time, we'd love to talk wild. If you don't, totally understand. But for the tourney, give proper due to Section Two Hundred Seven. <laughs> The best section, you mean? <laughs> you should have know anything about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> only section that matters? Okay, okay. <laughs> what? Oh, 207 is the best. It, it's another, yeah, it's, it's another thing that what makes the great state tournament great. I, I mean, honestly, and the, the fans, the support, the people, uh, section 207 especially brings the energy that it's... Uh, God, it, I, again, I, I, again, I always struggle to find the right words. It's just awesome. I can't wait for you to experience it. I really oh. can't. I can't wait to hear your words explaining it. Oh, yes. That's what I can't The next wait time you for. come on, like, I'll, I'll, get, I'll have a whole report for you. <laughs> Love it. So Love it's just it. 207, essentially, is a bunch of people that just randomly come together in that section, and they are the loudest group. They all, like, rally together, and they decide which team they're cheering for or cheering nice. against. Yep. They'll join in with the student section down below in the – the 100 level like they just get so rowdy like yeah. i think like a third of the tournaments i've gone to they've been escorted out <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I cannot wait guys i yeah. cannot wait you're gonna be right in the middle of 207 before you realize it you're <laughs> oh, gonna be right there joining in Oh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, well you, you tell us mark like we don't know what time you have do you want to get into some minnesota wild stuff sure yeah all right, Absolutely. let's do it. Well, this is pretty open-ended here, but trade deadline. Bill Guerin, how do we think he did? Wow. Wow. Um, awesome. I, I think he did awesome. I, the, one of the things that I, I, I love about Billy is he doesn't mess around. Uh, I mean, when he 
when he feels it's time to make a move, when he feels it's time to make a change, it's time to make a change. Yep. Uh, I, I like uh, Jordan Greenway. Uh, great kid. I love the kid. Uh, it was time for that to move on. It, he needed it too. It just got stagnant. His it, 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 play, uh, it, it just, it was time. And so I, I like the move not only for the team, but just for him too, as a player, he needed a change of scenery. The John Klingberg one, that, I mean, I, I was almost stupefied. I, I didn't see that coming. How he got Anaheim to eat half that salary. Uh, you know, I know it's just a one-year rental, but but this is a this is what I love about Craig and Billy, is that they're going to go out there and spend. They're going to make the team as competitive as they can make the team that year. They We know we're handcuffed right now in the salary cap uh, with the buyouts, and yet Craig is still going to spend up to that cap to do what we can this year. And I love that, hey, we've got Kirill Kaprizov and we've got him in his prime right now. Billy's taking this time with, with the cap restrictions to analyze and see what he's got everywhere else. He's made some just He's had plenty of time now to make some decisions on guys like Greenway. He makes that move, brings in Oscar uh, Sundquist. I love that. Love that. Gotta, I love I, that move. I mean, and, and and no offense to Jordan Greenway, but a 6'6 guy that doesn't play 6'6 six, six, and a 6'3 guy that plays 6'6, six, six, I'll take that all day long, Absolutely. right? I mean, and, and I mean, the way Sunquist forechecks, the way he gets a stick in there, he's tenacious. I can't wait to see him get in there. It's going to take some take a little bit of load off Felino. He doesn't have to get in there and be the first guy every time. Uh, and and uh, yeah, and again, adding Klingberg, I love, I love the PP. The PP unit, like, you know, is a little rusty last night which you'd think i mean there's two new faces on there with johansson and, and klingberg especially as the qb yeah it was a little bit perimeter but i like there was zero hesitation in him. i mean he was he was just kind of playing he, he was moving the puck quick making really cute little one touch passes a lot of poise what you'd expect i mean right off the bat we saw him leading the rush I mean, we're not we haven't seen that by a, a, one of our defensemen like just jumping up like that in a long time with the way he moves the puck I absolutely love it. And yeah, and Johansson, you bring that speed back, you bring the familiarity back and, and mix it up a little bit. Our depth, the depth scoring hasn't been there and you need that. Oh, good Lord. And just for, for, for the record, every Minnesota fan listening, <clears throat> Johansson has more goals than Brock Besser right now. Just saying, just saying. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. Now. No, I, Go ahead. <laughs> No, yeah, no. So I, I love the moves that he's making right now. It, 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 yeah, it gives our team a better chance right now. But, but he's also making decisions on this core because he wants this core to be set, right? Because mm -hmm. once, once, once the Cali set, excuse me, once the, 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 the freeze up, the money frees up, then they can have the spot, that money to spend on the one or two guys, the finishers, right? That, that, that second line goal scorer, that first line center, whatever the, that finishing project product is that, that last really piece, wants. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so the, I love that he's making decisions right now and he's not waiting. He's, he's just making them. It's like, all right, this isn't working. We got to find more depth right now. And then once that opens up, then it's boom. Then we go find the, the big free agent, find that number one centerman, whatever it is that, that we'll need at that time. So much like the decision that was made with Greenway is the first move of the offseason trading Kalen Addison. Well, I don't know. I mean, Klingberg's only for one more year. Uh, it's, it's Klingberg's only got the year on him. So, I mean, it's we'll kind of see. And, and Kalen's still young enough. He He's still got some potential there. But, but I mean, at the same time, you can see it. I mean, if, if we're looking for a team that we're looking to win – 
now, not necessarily right now, but but in the next couple of years with Kaprizov, then yeah, those are decisions you got to make right away. Is this is this kid going to be, is he going to be what we want? And yeah, Billy's still got a little bit of time. The nice thing is he's still got some time, you know, and, and with skilled guys, you, you, you tech typically will give a little bit more time to, to see if they'll figure out. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if Billy has made a decision on him already either. Right. I mean, I mean yeah. so I, I'm obsessed with Kalen Addison. It goes back to him being drafted by Pittsburgh. Like I'm a huge yeah. fan. Yeah. <laughs> But for me, I don't know. I feel like you don't make this move unless you've made that decision because like what you just put him through, right? His whole little spat with Dino and sitting out three or four games, he came back and played really well. And then the response is, even though we don't like bringing in specialists who only provide offense, we're gonna get a guy that is a specialist and only provides offense and he's going to replace you, Kalen. I feel like that's them saying you're not good enough. And regardless of like what happens with Klingberg after this year, like I feel like that's kind of them saying, see you later. I think it's more of uh, it goes falls more under Craig's wanting to win. Now uh, he wants, he, he wants to win the first round. Uh, he knows he doesn't have a Stanley cup team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he just knows yeah. not a Stanley cup contender. Everybody knows he's not a Stanley cup contender. Yeah. But but he still he wants to win every year and and right now he has got on a mission to get past the first round he wants to win the first round so I don't think this is necessarily giving up on Kalen Addison at all I think this is we can bring in an older guy that can help us get over that hump and win around this year and that's what I love about Craig is is that yeah so Kalen Addison's a rookie he's, uh, yeah he went through whatever with Dean the, the team's not happy with his play he's gotta whatever he's gotta get better that's just the process that's the learning process of a young NHL and especially as a defenseman it takes longer because defensemen make mistakes it ends up in the back of your net yeah. forwards we make mistakes it's a turnover 200 feet away hopefully well, hopefully sure. and uh <laughs> Uh, you know, so, are cleaning so. up the clean up the mess. Well, a lot of fans <laughs> don't get that exactly. though. They expect him to be like defensively sound immediately. And like, look at Chris no. Letang. His first couple of years in the league, he was an absolute liability. Then oh, he had a five him. or six year love stretch him. where he should have won the Norris or at least been nominated and never was. Like, yeah, it can yeah. change, but you have to give them the time to actually grow and adapt it, versus watching from the press box. We said this in one of well, our last books. Eric Carlson's first couple of years, he was a twig out there. He was a defensive liability now too. So fun. And look at him, oh. one of the most elite defensemen we've seen in our era in the National Hockey League. And that too, and and, and what a great player for for Kalen Addison. Like, if he's going to be the the power play QB, if this is the player that that they want him, think about the opportunity he gets to watch John Klingberg. I I know, and it, it 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 it's it's a it's a double-edged sword with with development with playing time, but watching from up top, you can learn a ton too. So being in that press box, if I mean, I'm sure I can guarantee you that that coaching staff has told Kalen Addison, watch him on the power play. Yeah, for sure. Do what he does on the power play. Work on your D game a little bit more than he did. But this is, you know, so so in a way, this can be part of the learning process for Kalen Addison and, and developing Kalen Addison. Because if this was a, if, if Klingberg had three years, if he had another couple of years on his contract, sure. I, I'd be pretty nervous if I was Kalen Addison. That being said, he's got one year on his deal. It doesn't, it doesn't seem yet that, that, that the team's just given up on him. But that being said, if the team feels that we can sign a John Klingberg, if he can get back, to where he was playing, where he was the player in Dallas. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Klingberg. I had fun watching him in Dallas. I just 
I love Addison too much. Yeah. No, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's too, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so we talked about Kaprizov. We talked about the deadline. We talked about Addison. The last one here, what's going to happen with the goalies here? Like, we got people that need to see Jesper Volstead come up immediately. There's others that are like, is Gustafson real or not? There's others that, uh, I mean, even me, in the back of my mind, I'm still like, is there a way that they don't play Marc-Andre Fleury for game one, regardless of how the season ends? Like, <laughs> just the whole picture. What, what are, your, are thoughts? your thoughts? Yeah, It is – well, it's definitely a situation, but it's an amazing situation. This, yeah. is, this is a situation that every single coach, every single ma- uh, general manager, every organization wants. Too many goalies. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's so, yeah, the, the Volstead, I'm excited to see. I, I was definitely one of those guys that was thinking, oh, well, that's cool. You know, you bring in Gus, that probably means Volstead will get some games. You know, he never, Gus hadn't shown what he's doing now by any means in his, in his career. And you've got to give, it's not a coincidence uh, that every backup Marc-Andre Fleury has plays amazing. That's why you bring in a Mark Andre Fleury at the end of his career. I mean, you look at what you he did for Matt word. Murray. You said the backup word. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> right now Gustafson's the number one guy, he, and he's earned it. But I tell you what, it's it's you can't deny what Mark Andre Fleury does as a veteran goalie in front of guys, and that's part of the reason Billy Garen brought him in here. Look at what he did for Matt Murray as a backup in Stanley Cup. He didn't lose his job; he got injured, and Matt Murray just had he had the hot hand. And what does he do? He's the most amazing teammate ever. And that was the first thing we talked about Matt Cullen. That was the first thing I wanted to know. Mark Andre Fleury, was that legit? Or were they like, I, you know, you never know. Is Pittsburgh pumping his tires, you know, because he's their number one guy, number one pick. He's been the face. Uh, you know, you never know. And he is absolutely, he's the, the, the most amazing teammate. He is so supportive of the goalies. He is like an extra goalie coach, the way he works with guys. Gustafson battled, and all of a sudden he comes in here. He's he's calm. He's poised. He looks exactly like Matt Murray does. Like it, it's it's absolutely amazing. That's why you bring in a Mark Andre Fleury. Because now all of a sudden you've got a the embarrassment of riches in in, in goaltend. I mean, Mark Andre Fleury is getting up there in age, which is great because we don't need him to stick around too long with Gustafson playing this way. And and obviously Valstead waiting for his opportunity. You know, and once he gets it, I'm excited to see that opportunity. So that this inner squad competition can really can be an amazing thing, and a very good for the team as long as you have the right attitudes. And Mark Andre Fleury has got the attitude in spades. I mean, he understands what his role. If he's not starting, he's the backup. He understands what the 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 wealth of knowledge, the hockey IQ that he can pass on, and he gets it that that's his role. And that's that's what that's what great long-time NHLers are. They get it. They're passing the game on. They've got to be the teachers and, and help make this game continue to be better and better. And that's why the team just keeps – excuse me, the game just keeps getting better and better. These goalies keep getting more and more athletic. And then the players, the, the, the skill, I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I, I watch this game, and I don't think any of us in the 90s would make the NHL anymore with the skill and the speed, what these kids can do. And that's what I love about this game so much is the way it improves and the way we, us old timers can still feel a part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, no better example with Flurry either than him literally going to management and saying, please, please, please let me stay through this back-to-back run. I will wave. You can send me to Vegas. Just don't do anything stupid. <clears throat> yeah. Like, right. 
And he held true. Abs- he held yeah. true. It's, it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. He's, 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 it's, it's, uh, the character. That's the one thing that, 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 um, you realize the hall of famers, the guys, it's character. They're, they're amazing people. The, 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 that's what it takes to, to get to that level. You know, it's your amazing work ethic, uh, amazing skill, uh, all of that involved, but it all starts with an amazing character and amazing person. So that's why McGillney's not in the hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I had to, I had that was funny <laughs> oh i mean mark last thing then and then we can uh let you get back to enjoying your wonderful sunday you covered buzzed up on energy drinks the first game of the back-to-backs between the wild and the the calgary flames flames it is do or die mode like especially given you know you don't want it to be double points being one of the teams you're chasing this second game is going to be one that they are coming out hellbent. Make or like, break. What, what do you want to yeah, see from the Wild win. in that game? Well, you got you, you, you to be ready for that. The, the, the number one thing is that you, it's, you're ready for that storm. This is, you're, you know that they must win. They're, they know that they must win. So you're coming out and you've got to be ready for an enormous push. So even though they're at home, you want to come out whether and then I and I love one of the things that, and you hear Dean talk about all the time the patience. He always talks about the patience for this team. That's exactly what they need to do is stay patient because you it, you assume Calgary is going to come out and throw everything at you in the first five ten minutes. They want that lead. They want that first goal, especially coming off of a shutout. They want that first goal. So you weather that storm. You play patient. And as the longer each minute ticks by way, whether in that storm, the frustration can go up on the other team. You just wait. You stay patient. You don't need the win, and you know you can beat them. So that's the one thing that Dean and the team does. I, and that's the I have, I have all the confidence in the world with this wild team. They're going to come out, and they're going to be patient. They're going to be stingy defensively. They're, gonna, they're not going to give Calgary much, if anything, and wait for that first opportunity and just play just like they did that last game against Calgary. It was – that, that those first two periods were perfect, boring road periods. That is exactly what you want to do against a Calgary at home. Take the crowd right out of it. Slow it down. Clog it up. Get that first goal. You can hear the boobirds coming out right away a little bit. Get on them. Well, now you got your crowd behind you. Once they heard that big crowd erupt on them, then it's, oh, crap, here we go again. And so it's literally, it's business as usual. You get ready for the storm. You know they're gonna. You you have to expect if they don't come out and play like their season's on the line, well, advantage you because their season's over. They've given up. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you play it. It's so yeah. They're fun. These are fun games. This is the best time of year. I I get excited. I love watching it. Uh, you see, you can see the game tightening up. You can see the playoff hockey starting. There, the the defense is there, but the forwards are still a little caught off guard from no space. They're kind of turning and getting. You know, not expecting it. That'll pick up here. The guys will start playing, making a little bit quicker moves in the offensive zone. But, man, I love this time of year. Nothing, nothing like playoff hockey. Nothing. It's amazing. It's the greatest. Yeah, it's the greatest time in sports. Great. And the first round yeah. in the East is going to be an absolute blowout. Oh, oh, my God. How about the East? Imagine, imagine the loading up race. like the, the Devils and the Rangers and the Lightning and the Leafs have, knowing that two of those teams will be done after the first round. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite part about it. I'm like, oh my god, all these teams, the two of them are done. <laughs> like done. <laughs> like, oh my lord, this setup. Yeah, the playoff setup. There's some. 
there's some teams of fans out there that aren't too happy with how this playoff setup is. But yeah, I'm I'm one of them. Hey, yeah, man, I'm, I got to be honest with you, I am too. But you know, the bottom line is, you got to beat everybody to win a Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, Like you go, you're going into the playoffs, winning a Stanley Cup. You're looking at every single team. You're like, I have to beat every single one of those teams. So it's the second season, right? It's it's yeah. part two, and it's way what more intense. You? There's less space. The officials give you a little bit more room at times, and it's that's why uh, for us as fans, it's it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, you can see that last night too in the games a little bit. There was that one cross check on Erickson Eck for God's sakes, right in front of the ref, and he's just nope. Like, get ready, boys, it's coming. They're starting. They're starting to call it already. <laughs> I also feel like Eck gets that all the time. He gets fed his oh, lunch yeah. regularly, yeah. and they're just like, nah. He just kind of that's just what we do. Yeah, that's that, that's that for, I do love the NHL that 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 they realized when they did change the rules that there's the battle areas that they don't want to touch that that make hockey great, make hockey special. It's the corners and the front of the net, and I love that. Even though I was one of the guys in front of the net, and this is going to sound absolutely insane because it is. I miss that. <laughs> like it's it sounds crazy, but like oh god, like when X turns around all mad after crossing, I, I miss that battle. That that's what that was a battle that I absolutely loved more than anything was the battle in front of the net. Love it, love it. Well, Mark, this has been amazing again. Uh, thank you so much for giving us some of your time again. Everyone, support Northland Vodka. We'll run down on our social medias again, and please follow their social media again uh, with all their events coming up. Um, again, we're just so happy to have our friend, Mark Paris yes. on the podcast. Uh, I will get my notes together and have that report for you on the, the <laughs> yes, you better for the hey, next time. That hey, we, uh, we'll find you between the double A uh, sessions. How about we that? Go, we're, we're, we we're going all day Friday, all day Friday, baby. Good, good. I'll be there. I got some, I'm doing some, I'm doing some double A games too. So I'll be doing some, uh, some, some analysts, uh, down there in the, in the, uh, Concourse, so come say hi. Will oh, do absolutely, and we're we're now both Gopher guys here, Mark. But I will yield the floor to you, our friend. Give us one authentic Go Huskies woo with five O's. All right, are you ready for this? Go Huskies! Woo! I used to get higher pitched when I was younger, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so Love much, it. Mark. We appreciate thank it. You, Mark. Uh, you, you guys are the best. Thank you so much, guys. Do you love sports? Do you think you know more about sports than all of your friends? Do you like getting things for free? If you're still with me, you need better edge in your life. Legal sports betting in Minnesota and a free, that's right, free $20 sign-up bonus, no deposit required. Go to your browser right now, type in betteredge.com slash sodapod. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge, E-D-G-E dot com slash SOTAPOD, S-O-T-A-P-O-D, to claim your $20 today. Again, thank you so much, Mark Parrish, for jumping on with us. Uh, everyone knows can't get a better person on like just so easy to get him talking has all the angles covered and uh even a, a little bit too high of a register on his <laughs> go huskies woo that just tells you how much he goddamn loves st cloud state um man for me though the one thing that i need to expand on because 
he at least talked me off the ledge a little bit. He called me down. My boy, motherfucking Kalen Addison. The timing is what pisses me off. The timing with all of this, the way that Dino's played mind games, the way he that him and Garen have both been outspoken and said specialists are not going to work on this team. They go out and acquire a specialist in John Klingberg, which, by the way, like I've been talking shit about the trade. It's got nothing to do with John Klingberg. I've actually really enjoyed him during his time in Dallas, but he is Kalen Addison. I'd even argue slightly less defensively inclined, but he is slightly more offensively inclined. He's got more experience, bigger body, better shot. Playoff experience too. Playoff experience. He's a guy that, again, does help the wild. Does he help enough that you'd rather take away that development time and that experience for Kalen Addison or sour the relationship further and sour the relationship further again like he got challenged Dino called him the fuck out he came back and delivered and then the response is oh yeah we actually told you that we can't do specialists we brought a better specialist in so you're gonna sit even though after we sat you you did a really good job and did exactly what we asked for me writings on the wall he needs to be dealt this summer Unless this truly is, he's going to sit and watch. He's going to learn from Spurgeon defensively. He's going to learn from Klingberg offensively. Going to come in and be the human cyborg that's going to torch the world. If if that works out and the relationship isn't burned, great. I think that's like 15% chance. Yeah. I think it's more likely that just like Jordan Greenway, Bill Guerin's decided what he thinks about this player. And I would just rather see him moved somewhere else that he'll get the opportunity than be kept here just because he's a quote unquote asset. Let the boy go, get something in return. Please give him to Pittsburgh. I would love that so goddamn Back much. To Pittsburgh. Oh my god, I'd <laughs> so, oh, I'd pee a little bit. But I, I said Detroit and Hoppy uh, almost threw up. Not there's way worse places for him to go, but Detroit would be fun. I want him to go somewhere that I want to actively cheer for. Detroit's not on that list. <laughs> top top destinations for me. Trying to think about like who's a realistic landing spot needs that type of player. I'm definitely going to say Pittsburgh because they they could use a power play quarterback. Weirdly, and I'd feel bad in the first year or two, but God, it would be fun to just become a Coyotes fan when he gets sent there. When Matthew Logan Cooley there. starts playing, when Matthews and Nyes end up there, the coolest jerseys in the NHL, they're eventually going to have a whole new rink. Can you imagine Kalen Addison with that stash just raiding the ASU campus? Dangerous. Dangerous. Um, let's see. Are there any other teams that are like seeking that type of player that I don't dislike? Hmm. Just anyone but the Rangers. I mean, when when Quinn Hughes ends up going to the Devils, Kalen Addison could be Stop. a good power play quarterback. I mean, if that's the case, then sure. But uh, <laughs> just just a big old sigh. <laughs> just a big old sigh. Actually, ooh, this one will really piss people off. What's that? What about Dallas? They got a really good blue line, but they don't really have anyone that stands out as being the power play quarterback. That would Stick be Kalen Addison on the hilarious. third pairing. Get him to be the power play quarterback. Dude, can you imagine watching that boy cook with that Dallas power play? Oh. And contrary to belief, I'm, I'm not a Dallas colors. fan. I'm not a Dallas fan. I'm not. 
but there are so many players on that team that I'm obsessed with that it's like on the edge where it's like, God damn, am I a fan? I don't know. So, I mean, if you're not with the wild, you might as go, you might as well go with the team. Oh, dude, the Winni- wild. Winnipeg too. Winnipeg. Can you imagine playing with some of those studs? Winnipeg would be good. Uh, that that's fun. Plus that's fun. that fits his whole vibe of being small town Canada. Yeah. That could be fun. I, I like that one. I think out of all the teams, Winnipeg is But the I'd, I'd rather like have him outside of the Central, if I can decide. <laughs> so Pittsburgh it is, because every other team was in the Central. Oh, man. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's an absolute pleasure talking to Mark Parrish every single time. Uh, I have some homework for him, so we're definitely going to bring him back. Not for him. He's assigned you homework. He assigned me homework. I have a report due to him. but uh, He's I- definitely going to have chat GPT write it. <laughs> Hell no. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to take notes. It's terrifying. Again, shout out to Mark Parrish. Shout out to all you who've been listening and who've been supporting the Soda Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. We post clips of the podcast every single week now. And shout out to all the new subscribers there. A lot of people, so many people have been commenting on the videos and like getting in conversations amongst themselves in the comments. You all are amazing. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, man, with with that, signing off, I'm Isha Drum alongside the State of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by Better Edge, 7th Avenue Pizza, Northland Vodka, and of course, Waggle Golf. Thank you for the swag. We good, man? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild. 7th Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of 7th Avenue Pizza.